We've uh, started this year talking about blessing and being a blessing and being blessed and know what it is to uh, speak blessing, okay, and release that over yourself and over people and that around you. So today I'm going to get a little bit more practical. I'm going to read a lot of blessings out to you in different contexts and I want your heart to be open. Okay, I want to just recap as we kind of build up over this, over this morning and speak through things here. Okay, and so what I was saying, right in the beginning, Genesis 1 and 2, God says that the land, the people, the animals, everything would be blessed and that it would multiply. And he called it blessed. He rested on the seventh day and he called it blessed. So remember that what God calls blessed, okay, is a blessing to us and that we follow suit in that. So there's order in what God was putting in place right from the very, very beginning, okay? We, we went through the understanding that we have power and authority. It's in our hands, okay, in to be able to be a blessing with our words. And as we release and we speak things over ourselves and over our people, it's in your hands. We spoke about the declaration about choice. Make good choices about how we process and speak this. We, last week, we spoke about curses and blessings, and the difference that curses carry power, but the power of blessing is far more because it's the name of Jesus that carries the power of the blessing that carries through. What we do that? I ask you that question. Is this mic okay? I ask you that question. Huh? Is it fun? Okay. Is the phone ringing as well? My phone is playing music. Sorry. It's a good, good song that actually. Maybe it's a hint. That's the song I'll read next week. It's, the Lord's talking me through my phone. But I'll ask you the question, what is the narrative? Okay, what is that thing you speak over yourself all the time? You, failure, I'm never going to make it. Oh, the life has been so bad to me. That constant narrative that just hovers through your mind all the time. And then it's a narrative of what you think of other people. What you think about your spouse what you think about your children, the way you think about your workplace, the way you think about your church community, the narrative that keeps going in your subconscious that you're actually unaware it's negative and it's not a blessing. And becoming aware of that, opening up your subconscious to realize your thinking process is a very powerful thing. We went through and understood that the word in the Old Testament of blessing is barak, which simply means to speak the intention of God. You're releasing God's intention. Realize God's intention over you is good and perfect plan and perfect will for you. Not that you will have destruction, ever. Not that you will have all sorts of stuff. He doesn't want that. He wants good of you because he's a good father. His intention over you is the very best. How it should be for our children around us. And the word in the New Testament, okay, is where we get our word eulogy. You know, you go to a funeral, you say a eulogy, which basically means to speak well of which is again to speak the intention and favor of God on a person. So we can summarize it by saying blessing is to speak the intentions and favor of God over someone or a some situation, what God intends. So what, think of God's intention for Bay City Church. It's not negative. Think of God's intention for the city of Cape Town. God loves cities. He created cities. He, there were cities all, mentioned in the Bible all over the place. There's going to be the city of God one day. 
He's got a good intention for the city. What are you thinking? What's your narrative over Cape Town? All the things that are taking place. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Okay? The, this is what the Passion Translation translates that proverb. It says, Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. Listen to this now. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Teta, teta, teta. Talk, 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 talk. And the best line in Afrikaans is, Say, Pratse bek for bay. You're talking past your mouth. That's a goodie, eh? But I'd say back for the bay. You talk past your mouth. The talkative person will read the consequences, how you're speaking. Okay, I just want to read this quote from this book, The Power of Awesome Power of Blessing, by Richard Burton. He says this, Thus, out of the critical heart speaks a critical tongue. From a self-righteous heart, a judgmental tongue. An ungrateful heart, a complaining tongue. And so on and so on. Similarly, lustful hearts bear corresponding fruit. The world is full of negative speaking. The media spews it out day after day. Human nature being what it is, we tend not to speak well over people or situations. It doesn't seem to come naturally to us. We often wait until some people are dead before we say nice things about them. However, the good treasure springs up out of a loving heart that will speak with a gracious tongue from peaceful hearts, a reconciling tongue, and so on. The statement, and those who love it will eat its fruits, suggests that we will reap what we sow with our words. Be it good or bad. In other words, you get what you say. Okay? So think about your business. You can run it to the ground with your words. Your spouse, you can run them to the ground with your words. Okay? Matthew 12, 34, from the overflow of my heart, of your heart, so the mouth speaks. It's what's in you that comes out. Okay, so interesting now we speak on blessing and cursing and all that kind of stuff. I get some feedback from people who kind of say different things, which are good questions, and I just want to highlight some of them. Johan messaged me in the week saying, so what happened there between Isaac and Abraham? Sorry, not Isaac, and Isaac and Jacob. And in Genesis 27, where... Isaac stole Esau's blessing and birthright. He stole the blessing, which is it's quite interesting. There's some stuff we, we can't fully comprehend and say understand, but when you're speaking about blessings and cursings, he acted like he had hairy arms and he stole and he cooked for his dad and he stole the blessing. Yet he was de deceitful, yet God still blessed him. You see, the stuff is beyond us. We can't fully comprehend sometimes. And he said to me that sometimes... In, in, in context of his life where they've been there, prayed for satanic people. And Satanists always refer to this proverb. In Proverbs 26, 1 to 2, about, about speaking a curse over a Christian. And this proverb says, Like snow in summer or rain in harvest, rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. And this line, it says, Like a sparrow in its flitting, okay, and like a swallow in its flying, a curse that is causeless does not alight. Okay, let me read it in the Passion Translation. I want you to see that. Uh, Proverbs 26, what did I say? 2. Okay. 
because you must understand something about us being covered by the blood of Jesus and what he is, okay? It says, Proverbs 26 2 says this in the Passion. It says, An undeserved curse will be powerless to harm you, and it may flutter over you like a bird, but it will find no place to land. And what he makes reference here, he says, This is an implication in some Hebrew manuscripts that the curse will go back and land on the one who wrongly spoke it. It's like a bird going back to its nest. Okay? So we're not. If the Satanists talk like that, we're not messing around with our words here when we speak about what we say over things. So we have the joy of being protected and covered by the blood. And so we can't keep going around, oh, I've been cursed, I've been cursed. If you've opened the door for that, then that's right. But you are, you are covered by the power and the blood of Jesus. Walk in that wholeness. Walk in that life. And stop moping around and woe is my life and the things around me. You're a child of God called and chosen to be a part of his kingdom you are blessed amen okay and then um cynthia highlighted this interesting story in 2 kings 2 26 where elisha is uh been with i can't remember the context where he is but he's walking along this road and these youngsters start shouting hey baldy old bald man old bald man and shouting at him and cursing him so he calls a curse on these kids and says curse you and two bears run out the forest and maul these 42 boys now careful eh now now she asked me do you get good curses i was like i don't know that word curse there is slightly different of what he used in the context of the word we're speaking about curse about the words but it's it's in the bible he says you know he called a curse on these kids and this bear, these two bears came out and mauled these kids so See, when we speak about our words and our blessing, it's powerful. This story, I'm not going to try and explain it to you about the power of that. And you can't use it against a Blue Bulls rugby player when he's going to go and score a try. Because you are baldy, you could do that. You see, he's calling that and saying that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you see a bear run. Okay, so when we bless, okay, in the name of Jesus, through the Holy Spirit that comes through us, what we're doing, we're reflecting something that the Father is doing and working through us to bless others. Okay, we are speaking the words of the Father that He desires to speak over His children. You are an agent of the kingdom. You are being used to advance His kingdom. As a starting point, if we could, like I said, if we can just get it right to speak blessing and not cursing and not this negative narrative over your own life and over your family, of the circumstances around you. Because, you see, because when you bless someone, the Holy Spirit is involved. It's not you just trying to be nice and find accolades from people and be loved by people because you say nice words about them. It's so much more powerful than that. Okay? So when we speak these words, He touches the other person, and love is released over that person's heart and things change. There's a powerful transaction here. We've got to see that. It's not just sweet frilly words and saying these things okay but there's something very 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 important when it comes to blessing and releasing it from our mouths it it has to and can only come from a place of intimacy with the father you you you, you can't use this as a tool you can't use this as a as a as a kind of a principle that i have to live by it's our, our relationship, our, our religion is relationship-based. 
that Jesus, the Father has given us access to Himself by what Jesus has done with us by the Spirit. It's this union all working as one, but we are intimately, intimately in love and involved. Every thought, every place we go, every way we're thinking, things we do, things we say, actions, all that play out are in the will of the Father and giving recognition and honor to Him. So when we walk in intimacy with the Father, our words carry power of how we release over people. Okay? It's again coming to the place of our identity and understanding Him and our, and our proximity in walking with God. Okay? And our words, our words are His words that carry an anointing to bring life and His change to accomplish the intentions that God has for that person. So when we fully start understanding the authority we have, the authority we carry in Christ, you're not just a fleshly being here hoping for the best and one day I'll be in heaven. Okay? There's purpose and an authority that you have to carry and walk through here on this planet, on this earth, to see the kingdom of God come and for you to be used. And the, the pattern of, of, of blessing, okay, was spoken through Scripture, how God used it. So in the Old Testament, we all know this verse, the priests would, would speak and intercede over the people. And we all know this prayer because of the song that went global during lockdown, okay, and it says here in Numbers 6, 23, it says, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel, the priests that would speak over them. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. This was their blessing released over the people of Israel. They squandered it, they wasted it, they turned to other gods, they did all sorts of things. But that's God's heart for His people. That never changed. The choices they made, they suffered and did not receive the blessing because of their own consequences of their sinful ways. But the power of Jesus now has paid a price for sin and has set us free from the bondage of sin and death that we now can continue walking in the blessing of the Father. Now we've been called children of God by being grafted in to the big story here. That prayer still means for us today. That's why when the world was in turmoil, that song made such a, a viral kind of um, thing around the world. Because people wanted to feel blessed. People wanted to feel understood and heard. And God, are you still out there? Are you still there? Like we need you. And his heart is that. So in the New Testament, when we speak in 1 Peter 2, he's, Peter's writing about that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. That's the blessing of us as his children now, and that we as Christians are called to be this. And in Revelation 1.6, it speaks about what Jesus has called of us and made us, and he's made us kings and priests to his God and Father. We are king and priest and prophetic in how we live. Okay? So I want to give you four keys that if you want to, the, the foundational thing of being a blessing is being intimate with the Father by Jesus through the Spirit and how you can be this in your heart and your life in every circumstance that you live through. Four things. 
Firstly, you need a clean mouth. Hello. Even when you're watching rugby farmers. You need a clean mouth. Now, you all know what I mean by that. Okay, it plays into this whole thing of the narrative, the things we speak, the things we say. So let's just read from James 3. He says, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. This little muscle, the strongest muscle, it causes havoc. Come on, who said something and you wanted to like, take those words and just pull them back in? Like, I can't believe I said that. We've all done that. Now we don't say it, we type it. <laughs> Send. Oh, wait, 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 delete, delete, delete. WhatsApp, you see that deleted message. What did you say, actually? What, what did you say that now you don't want to say? What was that all about? Eh? Delete for all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it is a restless evil, okay, full of deadly poison. Hello. Is that my phone again? There's more people speaking to me than, yeah, okay. Okay, with it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. This is the key line. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing, which means you have a choice, because both are going to come out. You decide which one does, but it starts here in the heart. It flows out, okay? My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? No. Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives? No. Or a grapevine produce figs? No. Neither can salt pond yield fresh water. They don't mix. Blessing and cursing don't mix together. And Jeremiah 15, 19 says... Listen, and this is now Jeremiah complaining to the Lord. And God, where are you? Hear my prayer for Israel, every prophet's plight in the Old Testament. Oh God. And then this is the Lord's response to him in that chapter of 15. It says, therefore, the Lord says to him, if you return, I will restore you and you shall stand before me. If you utter what is precious and not, and, 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 and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. He's an instrument for the Lord. You see, now, the prophets of old, they spoke the truth. The people didn't like them because they spoke what God was saying. God's intentions. He was speaking challenges and blessing to the people, but the people didn't want to receive it. You will, he will be as God's mouth. That's how weird it is for us today. Think about that tough work colleague. That in your mind, you're like, flat neck. You are so painful. You, that narrative... Just think if you change, just in your, in your own mind, the narrative to blessing over that person. It shifts a lot in your own heart towards people. Okay, firstly, okay, you need a clean mouth. And be watchful of what you're saying. And like I said last week, folks, we're not going to get religious about this. Okay, someone says, oh, you can't speak like that, you can't say that. Da, da, da. It's you decide. How this is going to play out. Because, as Peter says in the part of his passage, is that you be a blessing, it will return to you as a blessing. It's in your hands. Okay, we are God's mouthpiece. Firstly, you need a clean mouth. Secondly, ask the Holy Spirit of what to say. You're not on your own in this. Okay, He is with us. He is the great counselor. 
He will lead and guide you into all truth. Okay, so the power is that we are co-laborers with Jesus and have the Spirit to release these words with love and power. So if you're thinking of a context or a person or something that you want to speak blessing over, slow down. Slow down, engage your heart, allow love to flow, speak in tongues if you have to, and hear what the Spirit is saying to you to release life over somebody or a situation. It's possible, right, Neil? I hear you. It is tough. But it's possible. Okay? The choice is yours. Okay? So you're thinking, how can I encourage or bless this person? Turning the fan towards me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil. You know, there's... There's some things that are consistent in life, and that's Neil Steiger. For 28 years, he's always had a good chirp. Okay. Keep your mouth clean. Ask the Holy Spirit what to say. Thirdly, blessing is a form of prayer, but takes a different shape. Okay, so at, at first, you know, we are so used to, oh, let's pray, and we pray over something. God, we pray that you would do this. Open your eyes, look at the person, speak to them. Think of all those work colleagues. You can look them in the eye and speak life over them. Just like, hey, you look good today. Bless you. Okay. Okay. Follow the Spirit. Feel God's love for that person. It's like you're praying. You can speak it over people. Okay, so take this for example. Say if I was saying this over Neil. Okay, and I receive this, brother. I bless you. I bless you in the name of the Lord, that the grace of the Lord Jesus might rest upon you. I bless you in the name that the Father's love might surround you and fill you, that you may know in your deepest being just how fully and completely He accepts you and rejoices over you. You feel better now just because of kind words spoken to your heart. It doesn't cost anything, folks. And we have to practice it to get better at it. And as you get better with something, language starts being added to the repertoire of blessing. You might feel like all I'm saying is bless you, bless you, bless you. But then you start, bless your health. Bless your family. May you prosper in your finances. May you, and it just, the repertoire will increase as you keep using it and keep doing it. Keep a clean mouth. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, and it's like praying and releasing prayer over somebody, but you're speaking life over them. The, th- the fourth thing is, don't judge. Don't judge. Okay? We hold blessing back, I've said this before, because we think people don't deserve it. So we hold the power. So Matthew 5, Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Jesus always spun things around. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. That's a very big kind of blessing that comes with following loving your enemies so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. For He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good. And He sends rain on the just and the unjust. He's impartial. 
He's, he's pouring blessing out on everyone. They don't deserve it. You decide. For if you love those who love you, what reward is that to you? What reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same. And if you, um, if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now remember, you see, by judging, but by blessing, you're speaking the intention of God over somebody. This is actually, this is actually growing up in God. And releasing that over your family, your marriage, your children, work colleagues. As I said to you, that this, the, uh, the reality is that the less people deserve blessing, okay, the less they deserve it, the more you need to give it. It's an upside-down kingdom. I'm not going to try and rationalize it. Okay? God called us to live in the opposite spirit to the things that are around us. So let's take, for example, there's no Fred in the room here. Okay, there's no Fred. It's, this is an example of a, hus- a wife speaking over her husband, Fred, who has a drinking problem. Okay? Now this is what she can do. She can decide like this. Okay? God... Bless Fred. Make him give up drinking and listen to me. Okay, so we've all said like, God, just sort them out. God, just... Okay, because it's not on us. It's you do it, man. Okay, but what, what, what she could say in a far more powerful way is this, Fred, I bless you in the name of Jesus. May God's plan for your life come to pass. May you become the man, the husband, and the father that God has purposed you to be. I bless you with freedom from addiction, and I bless you with the peace of Christ. Feel the difference here? Okay, the one, the first one, it's God's problem. He needs to sort it out. This person's not my issue. God, you do it. But the problem with that is that you're not putting any effort in. You're leaving it, it's his, he must do it. It's lazy, it's self-righteous, and it's judgmental. But it's God's problem. And I'm looking at you all because we've all done it. God sought them out. But the second response, you see, is that it's that whole point of us co-laboring with the Spirit and with Christ. It's coming from a place of thoughtfulness and love. That you genuinely have to feel something for somebody. It's not just blurting words. You see, when, when you have the understanding, like that line that I said, that you will not see purity if you look with a haughty eye, a judgmental eye over people. When you realize God loves everybody. God loved Hitler. Hitler chose not to choose the ways of God. He chose his own way. But God still loved him. We can't understand that. Because he created everyone in his image. When we start understanding that God loves all people and that as an agent of God's kingdom, that's also my responsibility, you start looking at people differently and not blaming God or making it God's problem that you want to speak over people's hearts and lives. This stuff, folks, if we get this stuff right, we'll change the world. Because everyone's judging everybody. You click on the news and this one's moaning about that one, it's, I'm unearthing this thing and that one's being exposed and this and that. Under, endless, endless judgment. Because of sin. And we get to shift the narrative. What power we carry. 
but we don't tap into it because we don't know our authority and we choose not to because <laughs> they don't deserve it, please. Okay? And we speak God's purposes and plans. Now, I just want to go through some practical things here because when we take the stance, as I'm saying, it's the upside-down kingdom stuff on this earth. So what we get the opportunity to do is that we bless those who curse and have abused us. And it can't come from your head. You can't conjure up enough courage to speak life over somebody who, in your eyes, doesn't deserve it. Okay? So here's an example, again, of a woman who was disruptive in her work environment. And uh, it came to the point where she had to leave the company. And her words to the boss were, Well, you know what? Every company I've left has shut down. So she's basically saying, Good luck, pal. So it's arrogance. Her words are trying to bring about something of someone's destruction. And this guy chose this response to her words. We're almost like witchcraft over his company. So his na her name, he says, Deborah, not her real name. I bind the influence of witchcraft over your life. Now remember, it's coming from love. Not, you watch out, you little so-and-so. I bind the influence of witchcraft over your life. I bless you in Jesus' name. I declare the goodness of God over you. May God's intention for your life come to pass. I bless your gifts. May you bless your future employee and bring glory to God. May you become the wonderful woman of God that He intends you to be in Jesus' name. Amen. That is so releasing, you see. So you've done your piece. He doesn't now every morning pray for Deborah. He's released her. Go and do what you're going to do and carry on your life but I hold and bar nothing against you because of the releasing of blessing. Okay? Bless those who hurt or reject you. Okay? So think in a marriage where marriages haven't worked out and there's a lot of rejection and hurt and pain that comes from this place. And you can't just read this out and say these words and hope for the best. It's got to come from a place which is hard to find. Neil, you're right. It's hard to find that place of compassion. But when you look through Jesus' eyes and the Father's eyes, you can see it. And actually, it's the most releasing and most powerful thing to do when you get it right. So listen, listen to this one. I bless you, my husband. May all God's plans for your life and our marriage come to fruition. May you become the man, the husband, and the father that God intends for you to be. May God's grace and favor be with you in Jesus' name. See how releasing these are? They're all soaked in love. But we harbor our hearts and we stuffing up, which is essentially pride. And God opposes the pride. He resists the proud. We don't want God to resist us. The last one, those who provoke you. Now you've all shouted at someone in the traffic. You've all had lost the plot with that person on the call center at Telcom. <laughs> okay? We all have. Okay? Now, being self-righteous now about people that provoke you, circumstances that provoke you and you want to react. Okay? You've, you've got to get in touch with your behavior. They're just, oh, well, blah, 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 and you just blur all that waiter or waitress that is just messing up your order. And you, they deserve to be told how this thing should be. I've sat with some pastors in restaurants and the way they treat the person, I'm horrified. I'm like, you have no respect for the person, like, at all. 
It's how we treat people, how we are with each other. Guys, we're all from God. Just love each other. But you wronged me and I need to sort this out. So here's an example. That person maybe who cut you off. Okay? I'm not being flowery here. Okay? I'm not being all sweet. Oh, you choose the nice thing all the time. I'm, I'm helping us to see there is a better option. You've got to, you will be provoked and angry and frustrated, but it's now taking that and simmering yourself down in behavior and going, okay, breathe. Get over it. And then speak life. It's a discipline, this stuff. So I bless that young man who cut me off in the traffic. I declare your love over him. Lord, release your goodness over him and all your intentions in his life. I bless that young man and call forth his potential. May he get safely home. (laughs) Safely home. And be a blessing to his family in the name of Jesus. Okay, now I'm getting religious and flowery here. I'm highlighting the point there's another way. You could say something as simple as, Father, bless the driver. Bless him in his car, in Jesus' name. May your love pursue him and overtake and arrest him. Not the police, but you arrest him. (laughs) You see, I'm trying to highlight, we've got stuck in the narrative of negative. We've not actually exposed and opened up this power of blessing. That it's not God's problem, it's your problem. And you take it on. And you release the life over that, over that person, over that circumstance, over that situation. And the challenge now, folks, is that we have to go and live it. You have to go and do this. And I, and I know how the Holy Spirit is. You've sat here and you've listened. And on Wednesday, when something happens, He'll remind you of this. And there again, you have a choice. You decide. And we, look, look here, guys. Anger is an emotion that's going to come up. Frustration is an emotion that's going to come up. They, they, they all, we deal with them all. But why Paul says take every thought captive is that, that your emotions don't um, lead you to a behavior that, and a, a circumstance you now you're going to regret. There's so many things you've done and said that you regret you said it. Because you didn't slow down, get over it quickly. And actually, this is getting in touch with the deep inner self of your own being, where Christ lives and dwells inside of you and is ready to teach you and to help you to live a life of the kingdom that is counter to this world. And it has to be a daily practice because then it becomes a habit. And this is one of those good habits that you put in your life and we put this over it. So there's so many things that you can speak blessing over. You speak blessing over your mouth of the words that you speak out. Blessing over your mind. Blessing over your body. Blessing over your home. Blessing over your marriage. Blessing over your children. Blessing over your workplace. Blessing over your church community. Blessing over the land. And you realize, you see, when we come and worship and we sing songs to God, I I, I know this happens. Every single one of you feel better. Why? Because you're blessing the Lord. As you're releasing songs and speaking words of truth, you're blessing His name. What does He do? He blesses you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise His holy name. See the power in this? We've experienced it in worship here. Now go and do it over your home. Go and do it over your workplace. Go and do it over your marriage. Go and do it over your mind. Do it over your body. Do it over your health. Speak over yourself. 
and you take the authority that you have in God and don't succumb to the pattern and the narrative of this world that constantly, constantly wants to pull you down to steal, kill, and destroy, and for you to become another statistic that is nullified. This stuff will cause the ecclesia to rise in power because it's all, it's all rooted in love. It's not out of self-righteousness, not out of judgment, not out of anything. It's about compassion and empathy for people that you see people how God sees them. It changes everything. Honestly, if you can get that right, if you see people how God sees them, now I'm talking ISIS, all those guys, everyone, God loves them all. Their behavior He doesn't condone. What they do, and yes, there's always judgment, and they will pay the price for what they do. But one of the, those people can turn to Christ, He'll still bless them. <laughs> we can't understand it. The love of the Father is greater than we could ever realize. Before we go here today, I want to release and speak a Father's blessing over your hearts and lives today. Okay? And I want you to open your hearts to, to receive this. Because if there's one blessing many of us didn't receive in our lives was the Father speaking life over your heart as a kid. And this is often a brokenness in a many people that grow up. That's why the world is so often the way it is, because of this wounding, because of this brokenness. And I'm not blaming fathers and blaming everything. We grow up and we try and figure these things out. The releasing of blessing over your heart and life will set you free. Knowing that you're a child of God, that He loves you despite your sin, despite the wounding, despite the brokenness, He still loves you. And nothing is going to change that. Nothing. You, you can go to the far side of the sea, you can go to the depths, He'll still find you. Because His love for you is so great. And just close our eyes and just hold this moment for a moment, for a, for a brief moment. And Father, we want to thank you this morning that you do truly love us and despite what we do your love for us doesn't change help us to love others just as you have loved us and I speak over every heart here this morning that as we open up our hearts now Lord to receive a blessing from the almighty when Joan was saying here in the worship, she saw Jesus spinning around and dancing and joining us this morning. He is so happy and glad for us. Just receive that. Know His favor on your heart here as you open up your heart to receive. I love you, my child. You are special. You are a gift from God to me. I thank God for allowing me to be a father to you. I love you, and I'm proud of you. I ask you to forgive me for the things I've said and done that have hurt you, and for the things I didn't do and for the words I never said that you wanted to hear. I break and cut off every curse that has followed you as a result of my sins, your mother's sins and the sins of your ancestors. I praise God that Jesus became a curse on the cross 
that we could come out from under every curse and enter into the blessing. I bless you with the healing of all wounds of your heart, wounds of rejection, neglect, and abuse that you have suffered. In Jesus' name, I break the power of, of, of all cruel and unjust words spoken over your heart. Come on, just receive that. Let the healing river flow this morning. I bless you with overflowing peace, the peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, abundant fruit, and fruit that remains. I bless you with success. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. I bless the gifts that God has given you. I bless you with wisdom to make good decisions and to develop your full potential in Christ. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others. I bless you with spiritual influence, for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I bless you with the depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with the Lord. You will not stumble or falter, for the word of God will be the lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you, women or men, as Jesus did and does. I bless you to see, to draw out, and to celebrate the gold in people, not the dirt. I bless you to release God in the workplace, not just to testify or model good character, but also to glorify God with the excellence and the creativity of your work. I bless you with good friends. You have favor with God and man. I bless you with abounding and overflowing love from which you will minister God's grace to others. You will minister God's comforting grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are blessed with a spiritual blessings, with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray that as we release that over every heart here this morning, we would stand as secure, loved children of God firstly, but knowing, Lord, that your love is the thing that has captured our hearts. And because of that love now, we are unable to love others. And as you heal our hearts, as you heal that narrative over our lives, Lord, we would walk in fulfillment, fulfillment and in walk in power to see your kingdom advanced in this day and this time. We thank you for the times we live where your name and your power is being exalted and glorified, and we are expectant for all that you have got in store for us. And we just release, I release a blessing over everyone here this morning, that you will know that you are a child of God, that you will know you have been called to prosper for the things of the kingdom, that you are blessed and loved and accepted just as you are. And we honor you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us. In your mighty name. Amen. 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 Okay, have an amazing week. Now go and do it. Go and do it. The Spirit's going to lead you.
Don't judge. Keep that mouth clean. And the Spirit will lead you. Amen.